Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men. Na 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 Chris, your uh, your pronounce like the way you said "evil man" reminded me of standing on the street corner with the guys back in Brooklyn, where I grew up in the 1950s. <laughs> if you listen to all those old doo wop and uh, early rock and roll songs, they're all about men waiting for schoolgirls to get out of school. <laughs> yeah, that's when music was at its best. It's crazy and it's it, uh, creepy. It was tough at the time to sing with your male friends, I guess. What would the yes. equivalent be now? Like, um, yeah, black metal, like yeah, from Finland or something. Those guys who or burned down churches and yeah, yeah, that was beatboxing of its day. It was. Yeah. Anyway, um, guys, we're wasting our special guests' time. Yeah, in a major Here he way. Comes um, walking down the street is a special guest we got this week. <laughs> Whoa, we got this week. His name is. You guys, you guys wrote this before I got here. No, his name is Dave Shumkov. Geniuses. (laughs) I promise we never wrote it. Mike did get a callback for uh, whose line is it anyway? When he was seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It was between me and Wayne Brady, and uh, well, we all know who who got it. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. go, Go ahead. Oh, I guess our guest has already talked. Yeah, but we haven't said his name. Okay, I say sang it. it. Mike saying it. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, our guest is what a Dave Shumka. Train wreck Shumka. of an intro. <laughs> uh-huh. He's Dave Shumka. He's a co-host of Stop Podcasting Yourself, which is literally one of the biggest comedy podcasts. He's a Canadian comedy podcasting legend, if you ask me. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And it's Dave. an honor to have him. Dave, think about this. Uh-huh. There's only one planet Earth, and there's only one civilization of humans that live on it. Now, some people say some areas are not civilized. But think about it. There's only one planet Earth, and stop podcasting yourself is one of the ultimate, biggest, maybe even most popular comedy podcasts <laughs> on the whole freaking planet. Yeah, maybe. Think about that. Yeah, well, think about it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we, you know, we have our niche, which is half of the damn planet, according yeah, to the I numbers. Mean, like, yeah. Well, yeah. According to those numbers, sure. I mean, as long as there's like, oh boy, how many people on the planet? Five figures. <laughs> yeah, there's like five million people. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> five figures. I think what five we're trying figures, to, five million, low five what, figures. What we're trying to say, Dave, is that having oh, you right. s- snagging you as a guest on our show is a coup for us, and it's going to be good for our show. And you are uh, merely a pawn in this whole project. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> no, I get yeah. it. We're I using it. you. I'm okay with that. Oh, Even my. if you or Graham say, "Who the hell are these evil men guys?" We get ten new subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> We've been saying a lot of things on the show about like, oh, we got to, what, what's to be done about these evil men guys? Do you, do you see us as competition? Of course. Coming, coming for you guys? That's what I'm doing here. I'm here to like, I'm here to, actually, I'm, 
I hoping this episode's going to really suck. <laughs> no, Dave. Our listeners are going to come over here and be like, huh. Oh, Dave didn't have the magic. Oh, I see us, those evil men, guys. <laughs> I see us as Biggie Smalls, and uh-huh. I see you and Graham as Tupac, and we're, we all know how that <laughs> ended. Biggie won. <laughs> For a bit. Yeah. Um, and he certainly ate better, which is no. a victory in itself. Absolutely. I don't know. Well, no, you know what it big. feels like right now? It feels like Dave is... The dad who walks into the dark bedroom during a sleepover and stands there, and then the other three boys are pretending to sleep, but they're giddy, but they're but they're not <laughs> sure if uh, he can tell that they're still awake or not. Oh, I can tell. I can tell. Like that the way you kind of have your eyes kind of closed, but you're kind of tr- looking to see me, and there's like a little flicker uh, underneath the eyelid. <laughs> Shit. Daddy knows. Oh, you are, crap. You were literally a daddy, just like Chris. Dave, have, have, have things gotten to the point where you've had to host – have you had to host sleepovers in your home? Uh, have I had to host a sleepover? No, I think oh, – maybe we have, but just for like uh, cousins and stuff. Not oh. random strange kids I've never met. No, oh, yeah, that Not wasn't your what cousins. I was after. You mean yeah. – yeah. yeah, no, I had my- – my children slept over with my 40-year-old cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pandemic, two years of the pandemic helped us new parents stave off like stuff like that for a while. Yeah, it's, it's cool when you're, you're like, oh, sorry, I can't talk to you other dad. Yeah, oops. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, I'm Too sure bad. we have a lot in common, but I have to go sit in my car. Yeah, I'm sure you're funnier than me. <laughs> <laughs> But we have started uh, on our side over here in Toronto. I don't know what it's like in Vancouver, but in Toronto, children are having play dates again in homes. Yes, that that's yeah. happening here as well. Okay, uh, which makes a lot of sense because they're in school with five hundred other children, and five only like six or seven of them are wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. But Chris, do you feel do you feel weird when someone else's kid is playing in your house? Uh, no, we've, yeah, uh, we've had birthday parties, uh, and it's, we have dogs. We have very, uh, Hmm. we have two dogs who are just like so enthusiastic and we just have to, that's the, the hardest part is I have to like hide the dogs in the garage because, uh, (laughs) they might kill the kids. Well, the kids are just don't know what to do. The kids will scream Mm. and run away and then, you know, they're going to run through a plate glass window. (laughs) Yeah. You just know it. Have you then ever they'll look t- like Jigsaw and they'll have to fight the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> have either of you guys ever had to sort of discipline or spank a visiting kid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I would die. I would run away from my home and my family before doing that. Every time I bring up being a father, James always goes quickly to how, <laughs> spanking kid this, spanking kid that. Yeah, he wants got- to know. He's so curious. Well, it's a big issue. <laughs> he's got a, this vision board. I can see it behind him. He's got this vision for it of him, his face on a person spanking a kid. Uh, it's something he really looks forward to in parenthood. Spanking, and all the kids are all labeled other people's kids. <laughs> yeah, James, for people that O-P-K. can't see, James has a bunch of posters beside the vision board, too, that are blown up printed images of tennis players, but the tennis rackets have been uh, airbrushed out of the picture. So it's just their hands raised in the air. <laughs> Pretty weird. <laughs> I'm a spanker. 
I don't have a kid yet, but I know I'm a did spanker. You, did uh no, of course uh I've said five words to my kids' friends. But um the uh have did I, any of you experience that as children? Like a parent getting spanked? Not I, getting spanked, but like discipline from another parent. I once uh as a kid in front of my house there was a beer bottle on the street and I just mindlessly I was like maybe nine or ten i just mindlessly pick it up and just smash it on the street and then a woman walking by with her kids was like that's not a very nice thing to do i think you should clean that up what's wrong with you then i felt so bad and i had to like run into my house and get a broom and a a, a dustpan and uh i was just praying she wasn't going to tell my parents but she didn't she just kept walking and there's this idea that all Grown-ups know each other. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, man, this this lady <laughs> tells my parents. Yeah. This lady who has no idea who I am. <laughs> and doesn't track care. My mom. If my parents ever meet this lady at the, the grown-up thing. <laughs> yeah. I, w- one time I was at my friend. I had, I had a friend named Eve for a bit. And I was at his house. And we he had Empire Strikes Back on VHS, which was the best thing on the planet. But one or time, not his... on the planet. Actually, it's out of this world. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Well, don't tell Mike. I just said a Star Wars thing. <laughs> 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 but, anyways, she was making us lunch, and I go, "What's for lunch?" And she was making something. I, I, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want that." And uh, she and Eve's mom said, "Oh, what do you want then? Shit on a stick." Oh and my it, god! It blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> just the sheer force of her saying that threw my body back against the wall. I was like, whoop! Like, whoa! Strange insult. I've never heard that. Like, and my parents didn't eat. swear, yeah. so it was like, yeah, I didn't stick. swear. Huh? Not I'm that not-, I, not like often. It was a big mistake and blunder. Did your parents- they swore. Defecate on sticks. <laughs> yeah, so I knew what she was talking about. I guess it would be piercing a turd with a stick because you couldn't hold a piece of poo on. So top you guys of a haven't stick. heard that, eh? Shit on a stick. Never. It's new to me. Yeah, it must it be weird. an Etobicoke thing. No, but we weren't in Etobicoke. We were up at a by Lake Simcoe. Oh shit! Uh, well, yeah, at a cottage. Was that theory. Uh huh. Oh, it so it's, uh, it was a rural person who said this. Yeah, they they speak differently than us city mm-hmm. people. <laughs> no, they were from Toronto, a different part. My oh. God. Okay. I had a. I <laughs> had much, a. Neighbor- are you trying to dox me? <laughs> <laughs> I had a neighbor's mom admonish me once. I was. Admonish- uh, Should she admonish you? Yep. I was playing with her son. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what were the you item spanking was. The kid and we playing father and son. <laughs> let's, let's play. Let's play spanking. <laughs> let's play spanking. <laughs> Pull your pants down. Um, no, we were. I don't remember what the item was, but we were both tugging on an item. Uh, can we all take turns guessing what the item was what a weird description of a game it was like a toy or a pillow or something like that it was like this sort of pink thing let's play spanking actually no I don't want to play spanking let's play item tugging (laughs) I don't remember what it was but it was veiny it was this item that would jizz everywhere at the end of the game and it stank. <laughs> it didn't stank that bad. 
Um, okay, so we, yeah, you're playing item tugger. We, yeah, we were playing item tugger, and we're both tugging on this item, and I let go, <laughs> and the boy went flying the other way. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, and uh, Must the be mom nice. admonished me and was like, "What do you think would happen if you let go of the item? Come See, on, I what do you think that. was going to happen? Because her son that. got hurt. Just yeah." That's so, crazy. I never forgot it. Did you cry? No, no. But it hurt. It was embarrassing, you know? You, you sort of feel like your friend's parents can't get mad at you, and then when they do, yeah. it's really fucked up. They break a sacred yeah, trust. it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, they broke the bond. Well, a couple yeah. of girls were over the other day, and they were being really hyper. Oh, yeah? Uh, with, with, like, screaming. And yeah, I had to figure out a very like soft, neutral way of being like, let's try to keep it down, guys. <laughs> so they think Chris, you're a weak you a man. Dis- they think you're, you don't have what it takes to discipline As soon children. as you become a father, you become a weak man. That's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Chris, you don't strike me as a disciplinarian. Dave and Chris, are, are either of you guys disciplinarians with your kid? Boy, Kids? um, yeah, I am a mean guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a screamer. I'm a, a streamer. I'm a midnight <laughs> creamer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> when you discipline your kids, are you a squirter? <laughs> uh, and yeah. no comment, uh, Chris. And uh, no comment on that. <laughs> It's so weird how perversion. Anyways, this is not um, a fun thing to go down. I know it's like bizarre. One but friend it's only because Mike and James have no fucking clue. Yeah, about, they're just uh, at home tugging their items. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, James and Mike play item tugger all the time. But the thing is, is I am mostly a silly man. But then I will reach. I you will hit the wall with me. And I will drop the hammer. Yeah. Are there Ooh. hours of the day where it's it's like uh oh before eight a.m. Daddy is not nice. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I'm harsh about any time of the day, <clears throat> and especially yeah in the morning, it's not good, is uh, screaming. And little girls love to scream, mm. so that kills me. So Chris, I'll be like, enough. You know, is it you're true? not outside or whatever? You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no screaming in the house. Whatever. Is it true, Chris, that you have your office, right, where you put on your suit every morning and it's in the house yeah. and you yeah. go in there at 6 a.m. with your cup of coffee and you're mm-hmm. writing your comedy material and if the kids make noise, you just hit the roof and scream and yell like, I'm working on my art. Fuck off. Yeah. No, it's true. It's mm-hmm. like you're ruining my gags mm-hmm. and skits with all your screaming. Yeah, it sucks. And then all my skits and gags turn out to be like uh, how tough it is to be a parent, which bombs at all the shows where all the audiences are 22 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways, you guys will see what we're talking about someday, eh? Yeah. Mike and James? Yeah, I'm freezing. James and I are both freezing our sperm. Yeah. Yes, we are. Together. In one bag, James and I are freezing our sperm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mike's looks a little different than mine. Um, <laughs> mine has a little beard. Mine have little beards. Uh huh. You know. And what does mine look like? <laughs> I heard a That's thing. Cute. I, I I don't know what. I this was like a headline I saw 
today that new 3D technology they have now they can now see you know we always you see microscopic images of sperm and mm-hmm. they're wiggling but that's a two dimensional image now with 3D images it turns out that they're like spinning like playful otters wow that's cute you know what how it feels when they come out of my penis i can actually picture them doing that (laughs) so (laughs) little otters coming out of chris's penis little Mm -hmm. happy guys spinning fun and sliding around doing tricks for little treats you know yeah i'm I'm surprised yeah that's the thing i I would love to zoom in on some 3D uh, microscope and see some sperms, like, yeah, doing kickflips and rail slides. <laughs> who, who and also chilling sh- out for a bit and drinking, like, a slushy on the steps. Yeah, <laughs> having a pizza pop. Yeah. Did James Cameron develop this new sperm camera technology? <laughs> he did by accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hit. Uh, Apparently, the new footage of this uh, 3D sperm by James Cameron just made $50 billion at the movie theater. (laughs) The story's not really good, but it's like the visuals are compelling. Yeah, I really like gross animal people with long faces. (laughs) When I saw... It's really cool to watch for three hours. So, yeah, this Navi walked into Pandora. I was like, go white a long face. Yes! (laughs) Dave, when I saw... Are they blue? They're blue, Yes. They're just uh, Smurfs that have been stretched out in the sun. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, Dave, I just saw what one of those 3D um, sperms look like uh, that developed by James Cameron. And now that I saw it, I want to live in that world. And I'm depressed I can't live in that world that the sperm lives in. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike's like one of those guys who... Desperately wants to be in Navi uh, in Pandora, but it's more like in a guy's yeah. testicle. Yes, Mike, are you going to get three D spinning, playful, fun otter like sperms tattooed all over your body? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when are they going to make tattoos for your body that are like gifts that can move? That's back a and great forth? idea. Oh, or like, yeah, or holograms, or like, like whatever the like things that like. If your body tilts. Yeah, the eyes see. follow you. Yeah. Or scratch and sniff. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I would love to put a tattoo um on my butt, a scratch and sniff tattoo. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. <laughs> you know what I love? Do you have tattoos, uh, Dave? Do I have tattoos? Boy, uh, that's a such a good question. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, all the guys in my frat, we got uh, the Greek letters for, uh, uh, you know, treachery. And then um, what else did I get? Uh, uh, you know, as every good Canadian has, uh, bubbles. I got bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, he's so yep. good. Shout out to the Showcase yeah, Network. I've yep. seen Dave's bubbles tattoo as well and it's sick it's a huge one on his back and bubbles is actually using his hands to rip open dave's back and he's Mm -hmm. it looks like his head is coming out of the inside of dave's body yeah it's kind of like a a shining thing yeah it's like here's here's bubbles yeah well that's good uh he and he says he actually says um scratch and sniff this because it was a scratch and sniff tattoo yeah. as well. oh nice well, you, have a, oh, wow. you have a tattoo of bubbles arms ripping open your back and his face coming out of your back and then nothing then just your regular back and then where your butthole is 
there's mm-hmm. a tattoo of Bubbles' penis coming out of your butt. <laughs> That's true. Wow. So he's just really and I've insane. seen this. I've yeah. traveled to Vancouver to see this. Wow. <laughs> Have you guys um, seen? The the Homer Simpson tattoos. If you look up like Homer Simpson crotch tattoos, yeah, there are some women uh, images of women who have Homer Simpson's face tattooed in their private area, and the mouth is uh, it's it's more than just a regular Homer Simpson mouth. I see. So it's like to the side. Yeah. So if you go down on this lady, you'd (laughs) be actually French kissing Homer Simpson. And you know Homer Simpson has a clitoris inside of his mouth. <laughs> Boy! <laughs> wow, I'm looking it up right now. And have you ever heard a vagina go doe? <laughs> <laughs> I hear one say doe every time it's time to get busy. Oh, okay. mm, mm, donuts. You know, that's what <laughs> every guy wants to hear that. <laughs> I- <laughs> Uh, what I do you think, Dave? I found a post on Reddit. The, the post on Reddit, uh, the title is The Worst Vagina Tattoos of All Time. <laughs> oh, that's a little oh, harsh. I disagree. I feel like I could waste a whole <laughs> afternoon there. But like, as opposed to the best ones, well, what would a good one be? Well, it's this mm. is something you learn when you get Well, married. I'm watching that Nexium documentary now, The Vow. Mm. Those guys, it's not really a tattoo. It's more like a cattle brand. It's a brand. But, uh, they all seem to agree that they needed to get that there. That was insane. Um, he should be a topic of this show one day. That's a good Keith call, Rainier. Yeah, they have because it's uh, they got they were all kind of okay with having the tattoo on their next to their vagina, and then they were like, "Wait, it has Keith Rainier's initials in it." Yeah, that's too far. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but it was literally like a hot iron. Branding them, they had no anis. What's it called? Antiseptic or whatever. Anesthesia. Nothing. Yeah, and the and they're just screaming and writhing around in pain on a table, and they're like, "I love this guy. He's a genius." (laughs) (laughs) I want to play late night volleyball with this dude. Yeah, with this stinky (laughs) dude. Anyways, we'll talk about him probably on another episode. Yeah, should we? uh, Let's just let's just hmm. do it for this episode. Well, I have done a fair bit of research on the guy you suggested. You know, let's wing it. <laughs> I'm with Dave. Um, I'm with Dave. Let's let's freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> beep beep. Before we get to our evil man, let's mention that we have a Patreon account at Patreon.com/slash/EvilMen. And if you sign up for this, you get two bonus episodes a month. We have a mega long one coming up with Aaron Eves. We're going to have one with Dave Shumka. Hmm. That we're going to record after this and before he picks up his daughter from Brownies. Um, we uh, Check it out. Evilmen.com. No, no wait. Patreon.com slash evilmen. And you also get to access our Discord. That's fun. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much. Um, and if you can't do it, maybe you could rate us and review us. Mike. Can I just say something to anyone who's yes. on the fence about uh, supporting <clears throat> us on Patreon? I mean this <clears throat> with all my heart. Becoming an evil man patron is more fun mm-hmm. than tugging on an item. And I'm not the first one to say that. <laughs> so, I agree. Yeah. 100% agree. Um, there's literally no question. It's fun. It's cool. And also, if you're the kind of person who's like, I don't really care about the evil guy. I just want to hear them joking around. It's mostly episodes of joking around. Yeah. So 
please sign up to our Patreon. Subscribe to it. It's mostly us just joking around. <laughs> Whoa. All these subscriptions are through the roof. <laughs> Dave, you suggested uh, this week's Evil Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a pretty pretty interesting one. Pretty exciting. Uh, do you want to tell everybody who you, who you picked? Well... Chris was talking about how much he hates screaming girls, and uh, this is a guy who's made a lot of girls scream mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, I guess, excitement and terror. <laughs> uh, a businessman, uh, mm-hmm. boy, uh, I guess musician, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bass player. Uh, from the rock band Kiss, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Gene Simmons. <laughs> All right, Gene Simmons is, I genuinely don't know, but I guess he's not really considered like a proficient bass player, huh? I don't you know. You could like put him in the chili peppers. I mean, look, there's no way he's as good as Flea, no, mm. or Getty Lee, or Charles Mingus. Oh, am I supposed to go? Or no, Paul no, McCartney? no. It's just you know. It's just, <laughs> I mean, if you Matt Sharp, if you hear the bass line to "I Was Made for Loving You, Baby" or um, "Detroit Rock City," those are those are complex and difficult. So, anyway. are they? Yeah, "I Was oh. Made for Loving You" is a disco song, so yeah. they had to. That's probably the most complex one. <laughs> That's Kiss. You didn't know that? No, Dave. Are you a big Kiss fan, though? No. Okay, great. I don't think any of us are. So here we go. Let's Let's do it. Um, So let's get into Gene Simmons. Um, Can I ask Simmons? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, Not at all. Are you going to pronounce his real name soon? I was literally about to do that because I'm looking forward to hearing you. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you do it. Sorry, sorry. Gene Simmons was born with the name Chaim Witz. Yeah, yes, that's right. You guessed it. His background is Irish. Uh, no, just kidding. Hayam uh, <laughs> was born in 1949 in Haifa, Israel, to Jewish immigrants from Hungary. And he actually, I heard he wanted to call his band Hayam, but it was taken by three <laughs> sisters. <clears throat> um. His mom survived uh, internment in a Nazi concentration camp. And uh, Gene said that his family was dirt poor, scraping by on bread and rationed milk. At the age of seven, Gene began to pick wild fruit and sell it on roadsides together with a friend. You don't think of Gene Simmons as a boy on the side of a road selling wild fruit, huh? I do. Not when you see him up there playing all those rock concerts. <clears throat> so that is, he is an entrepreneur. He has that entrepreneurial big time, uh, you know, spirit. Is this this is still in Israel? That was in Israel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the age of uh, I eight- was made for selling <laughs> fruit, baby. <laughs> uh, Gene did move to uh, to New York City though at the age of eight with his mom and his dad stayed in Israel with four his four other kids that's so crazy for an eight-year-old to say mom you come with me dad you stay here <laughs> the eight-year-old decided it 
There's a big fruit market in New York I heard about. <laughs> you yeah. got all the fruit in the world in New York City. I'm going to pick up so much wild fruit in New York City. <laughs> the big apple. At a bodega. <laughs> Once uh, Gene was in the, uh, New York, he changed his name to Gene Klein, taking his mother's maiden name. Um, okay. Before his musical career began, that must have hurt Gene- the dad's feelings. I know. Do we hear anything about that? Did he did he become were estranged from his broken father? up, or were they like just like? You know, it's. I think his mom left his dad. I think. Okay. I'm Sounds not hundred like percent on that. I mean, it definitely they- seems hey, it would be an unorthodox marriage if not. <laughs> you got to say. <laughs> Dave, if you suddenly just took one of your kids and were like, I'm moving to New York, do you think that'd be healthy for your relationship with your wife? And I, the way he framed it, it made me think like, oh, maybe dad will stay behind and come later. Right. But maybe uh, maybe I misread that. Yeah, what no, was you're Gene right. thinking when he made that decision? Yeah. To Chris, split his parents up like that. When yeah. you're a kid, you love your mom. If you're a boy, the whole Oedipus thing is kind of true. You do love your mom and you kind of hate your dad. Am I wrong? Well, Gene took that to a whole new level. And this guy knows a, a little thing or two about Oedipus. <laughs> oh, my God. He took it to a whole new level, <clears throat> but still not this level as of Oedipus. <laughs> That's true as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so he's in New York. He's in New York. He's working odd jobs as a young dude. Um, he was a really good typist, apparently. Okay. Uh, so he and he'd only as- use his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Who made this typewriter all wet? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine him typing really fast with his long tongue hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> um, uh, Gene was an assistant to an editor of Vogue. Mm. He traded comic, used comic books, and he spent several months as a sixth grade teacher. Really? Wow! Wow! I know. I know. Come a long way from finding fruit on the ground. Yeah, working in a freaking devil wears Prada over here, or a freaking demon wears Prada. I was thinking of devil wears Prada too. Wild. Um, This is sort of a boring note. Uh, The Beatles had a really significant influence on Gene. Oh yeah, and you can hear that. You can hear that in Kiss's music. (laughs) (laughs) He said, "Quote." There is no way I'd be doing what I do now if it wasn't for the Beatles. Those skinny little boys, kind of androgynous with long hair like girls. It blew me away. These four boys from the middle of nowhere could make that music. Wow. I mean, it's amazing that the Beatles influenced so many people to make bad music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, it seems like he finds the Beatles hot almost the way he was talking about them. It's they like when look I don't like tr- girls. I mean, in fact, they really look like girls. It's like when I taste deli- eat delicious Indian food at a restaurant and then go home and try to make my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss is the homemade Indian food of music. It gives you diarrhea and it's poisonous and it's awful. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so he's, he gets into music, obviously, and he chose Gene Simmons as his stage name in tribute to a guy 
named Gene Simmons. Which is <laughs> right. Not a, not a very clever tribute, I would say. Huh. Uh, he, he named himself after a rockabilly singer named Jumpin' Gene Simmons. All right. Yeah. That's okay. Before he, <clears throat> but he wasn't doing music, but he named himself after rock and roller. He wasn't doing uh, music at that time? I think this is like once he started getting into music a bit. Weird, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like, Chris, if you had a son and you're like, I, I named him, uh, you know, I was inspired by James uh, to name my son. I called him James Hartnett Locke. <laughs> yeah, or it's like, you know, someone else having a son inspired me to name my son, son. No, it would be, <laughs> it's like Chris himself just naming himself James Hartnett. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're it doesn't actually, have to be my son. What, what the hell? I was yeah, confused I don't know by why. that too. I just was, keep thinking of you as a dad. Because I'm James... going to get into comedy and call myself Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call myself Jumpin' James Hartnett. <laughs> oh my God, I should use that. Yes, you should. I'm doing Laugh Sabbath on Thursday. I'm going to ask to be introduced as Jumping James Hartnett. Yeah, do it. Anyway. So uh, it's the early 1970s. Gene's in New York. He's getting into music. And he started a band called Wicked Lester. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds perverted. Yeah. <laughs> Lester with the big, long tongue. <laughs> uh, Stanley Eisen was in the band with him, who is now known as Paul Stanley, mm -hmm. who I believe portrayed the Phantom of the Opera in the Toronto. In Toronto. Yes. Yeah, in the Toronto production yeah. of Phantom yeah. of the Opera. That was awesome. <clears throat> Did you see it? <laughs> I didn't see it with him, no. I think Ooh. Paul Paul uh, Stanley, he really fit into the role of Phantom of the Opera because in the show, the Phantom, Phantom famously lives in the sewer where it smells bad, <laughs> right? And he was used to being around things that smell really bad. And so he really got into the role of Phantom. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it says here that Wicked Lester, although a proto-Kiss band, not fully Kiss yet, did have a minor hit song called I Want to Party a Bit, But Not All Night and Not Every Day Just Yet. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Wicked Lester did record an album, but it was never released, sadly. Huh. And... Uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were basically like, eventually, they were like, Wicked Lester sucks. We don't like the band's sound. We don't like the band's look. The guys so, look just like yeah. us. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> look at these assholes on the album cover. I hate these people. Uh, so Gene and Paul tried to fire the rest of the band, but they couldn't contractually. So they quit and they walked away from a record contract with Epic Records. Oh, no. Whoa. Yeah. So Gene, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are kind of, I always think of them as kind of like shitty Lennon McCartney, you know? <laughs> Inspired by the Beatles. and uh, Yeah, I think yeah. of them as more of like... Uh, just like not shitty Lennon McCartney, but just kind of like if Lennon McCartney just tried to fire everyone all the time. <laughs> that or if was Lennon their... and McCartney lived in New Jersey. <laughs> no, I love that their first move was like, well, we got to fire these other guys. We can't yeah. quit. Yeah. Well, the Beatles, <clears throat> that is kind of in the same step as the Beatles because they 
fired George Best because he was the best, most handsome looking member or something, and they, they were jealous. Or Stuart? Did you hear that? that? True. They, well, George they, Best was a football. First of all, it was it was Pete Best. Yeah. Pete Best. Sorry, whatever. But Stu Sutcliffe <laughs> was so good looking. Uh, but uh, I think they just Ringo was the better drummer. Yes, look but at, also look at Ringo's face. That's true. <laughs> this is the a funny sign, one. This is a. He's the funny one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with Kiss, but it's a funny story that the drummer uh, Ringo was a, the drummer in a, another Liverpool band that he left to join the Beatles, a band called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. And after the Beatles blew up and became gigantic, Rory Storm, who used to be Ringo's boss in Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, he and his mother committed suicide. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Together? Yes. Wait. <laughs> I didn't I would even never talk. commit suicide with my mom. <laughs> you got to remember, Chris, this was the early days of rock and roll. <laughs> Mothers and sons that were is... way closer back then. <laughs> that is honestly very lame. <laughs> suicide with your mom? Oh, you got to commit suicide with your mommy. <laughs> I would commit suicide with a hot woman instead of my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would like I would commit suicide with everybody at the bovine sex club. <laughs> Well, yeah, like ordering cocktails. Commit suicide with your friend or your girlfriend, but <laughs> yeah, good lord, yeah. grow up. Yes. Yeah, commit suicide with your mom. You're a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I mean, so he's so upset because Ringo went and became really famous. It does, it is tough in our industry because you might work with someone and then. Five years later, they're super rich and famous, and you're not. Yeah. And you're it does you happen. and your mom have <laughs> <And, laughs> Next thing you know, and you, and you and keep asking if they'll be a guest on your podcast, yeah. and they keep turning <laughs> you down. And next thing you know, you and your mom are on a flight to Switzerland together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. ordering quietus. Like it's very uh, mm-hmm, yeah. <clears throat> mm. Well, anyway, so so Gene and Paul, they're like, let's form the ultimate rock band. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they uh, they put ad- uh, they were ad- they put ads in the Village Voice, and um, that's how they hired the other two guys. Uh, George George Chris Cuola became Peter Chris, joined the band from ads, and Paul Freely became Ace Freely, and they started playing clubs in Brooklyn as Kiss. We can't have awesome. two Pauls in the band. You got to change your name to Ace. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kiss played their first show in 1973 in front of 10 people in Queens after Gene Simmons cold called the venue, convincing them to hire this new band for a three night stand. Good salesman. Mm. Wow. Nice. The idea yeah. of like, they're like, as our first show, we're doing three nights. Like, well, <laughs> what if, what if you suck? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impossible. <clears throat> Did you guys know they wore makeup right away? From the first show, apparently <laughs> they wore makeup. But it, but yeah, yeah, I love the idea of them being in like full makeup in front of ten people. <laughs> yeah. uh, it took them a couple months though to come up with their iconic designs. Yeah, um, they're beautiful. Their makeup designs were inspired by like it was kind of like they took on the persona of comic book characters. Oh, cool! Paul Stanley was the Star Child. Mm-hmm. Ace Freely was Space Ace. <laughs> Peter Chris was the Cat Man, and Gene. <laughs> Was the demon. If I had to be, if I was in a cool rock band and I had to be the cat man, mm. I would commit suicide with my mom. 
<laughs> no offense. Catman is not, yeah, it's not a cool. There's a reason there's no real superhero named Catman. I think it's a shame that immediately yeah. they were wearing makeup because, hey, these are four great looking guys. Let us yeah. see what you look like, fellas. <laughs> well, and wouldn't they like, uh, isn't there a story about uh, like when they would get a group, like a groupie would agree to have sex with them, they would to be like, so what do you think? Makeup on or makeup off? <laughs> yeah. Always gr- makeup on. On, please. Yes, sir. On, please. Yeah. On, please, sir. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Is it true that all the members of KISS um, got dementia because of all the uh, <laughs> the lead in the makeup that they put on their face? <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. Do you think Catman uh, used a litter box? That was. And do you think his urine smelled bad? Because my cat's urine smells horrible. He would do it. a solo in the middle of the show, and they would bring out a big litter box, and he'd just take do a big th- dump in it, and the audience would go <laughs> yeah. wild. It, it's always like sucked when you walked into Catman's apartment because you kind of smell the pee and the litter and everything. Yeah. It's, they were like method their characters. <laughs> what was Gene Simmons's character's name again? Demon the Man. De- the, the Demon. demon. Yeah, he's like, you want to, to his groupies, he'd be like, you want to make love to the demon or Gene? The demon, please. Also, James, do you you think your cat pee smells so bad? Do you think your pee smells great? Damn. I know my pee smells better than my damn cat's pee. I don't know. I think we need to do the Pepsi taste check. (laughs) We need to blindfold... I think that's uh, at your next live show, <laughs> when, Evil yeah. Men Live. Take a yeah. two two uh, little uh, whatever those containers that you get at the doctor, <laughs> and uh, fill well, fill them up with the old. Squeeze the cat into, the, into one of them, and then yeah. squeeze your item into the Bruno. other, and get uh, Chris and Mike to see if they can tell the difference. That's yeah. I honest. I think that's not the worst idea. I don't I know how I'm going to Mm. They would love seeing both you and Bruno mm. peeing into your respective litter boxes on stage at the same time. Here's the problem. And then problem. coming up and doing a sniff challenge. I like that. Here's the problem. I don't know where that cat's penis is, and I don't know if I want to know. Because <laughs> Dave's saying squeeze the pee out. Uh, yeah, I have no clue where this penis no, is. No, you squeeze the Bruno, your cat's body, mm-hmm. like yeah. a bagpipe. Yeah. But honestly, and then the I, pee comes out. I agree, James. That penis could be goddamn anywhere on that cat's body. <laughs> I assume it's under his ass. Like, I don't know. Back, getting back to Gene Simmons, when he was yeah, the I, demon, okay. groupies didn't know where his penis was either. <laughs> That's right. Was it a cat like penis where it's corkscrewed? And did he, Catman. Who was Catman? Right, right. Did you. <laughs> Do you think they would put a little version of the makeup on the penis? <laughs> I bet he did once. I am almost almost certain. <laughs> almost yeah, certain. for sure. To make um, it look like a cat's penis. <laughs> <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> so Gene, uh, his look was inspired by a comic book character called the Black Bolt. Uh, Gene was really into sci-fi and comic books, by the way. That's sick. Yep. Um, so Kiss got a record contract within like six months. So it was pretty quick. Um, and Kiss's first tour started in 1974 
in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Oh, that's where their first tour started? Yes. That's so bizarre. <clears throat> yeah. Was that from Paul Stanley cold calling again? No, well, Gene Simmons cold called, but oh, uh, Gene Simmons, sorry, I, I don't know, I don't know. They just I he think is yeah. a hustler. They he played. Hustler. Oh yeah, at the uh, I think they played in the submarine at the West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> <laughs> they played on the uh, indoor roller coaster. Oh, Imagine sure. that though. Imagine how exciting <laughs> that would have been. Not only in 1974, are you living in Edmonton, but then suddenly <laughs> this amazing rock band is coming and kicking off their tour there. Yeah, everyone in Edmonton was the next day. They were like. Remember how how much we like Stomp and Tom Connors? Well, I just saw this other band that I don't like. <laughs> <clears throat> it's not like Stomp and Tom Connors. <laughs> well, so Gene said of these early days that they were very uh, far from glamorous. You know, he said uh, we ate burgers at roadside taverns. We stopped and peed on the side of the highway. We ate beans and franks because we couldn't afford better food. So they weren't even eating at nice restaurants in Edmonton. So kind of like Stompin' Tom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Kiss, like they're touring a lot, but their first and second albums did not sell well at all. Um, they. <laughs> They started changing it up a bit. Originally, apparently, they had a murky, distorted sound, and they started trying out a cleaner, poppier sound. Um, also, oh, the studio version of Rock and Roll All, All Night would be an example. So what you're saying is, James, when Kiss first began, um, their music wasn't good, but then later <laughs> it got it got good. <laughs> well, it got popular. <laughs> um, Some of their songs are good. Have you ever heard Strutter? Yeah, it's on Guitar Hero. It's pretty good. It's I so do like good. rock and roll all night. I know and I do like a thing or two about her. <laughs> and I like yeah. uh, Detroit. Detroit Rock City is good when you hear it at a bar or something, you know. Look, yeah. we've been too hard on these guys. They do have a handful of great songs. Yeah. 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 You know what's not a great song from my memory? Lick It Up. Mm. Remember that song, Lick It Up? Really? Is That's- that a song written by Catman? <laughs> it's about a bowl of milk it's about a cat's crotch <laughs> lick it up meow <laughs> and what do we think they have a song called love gun what could that be about it was uh, a secret gun US... control laws in the united states <laughs> well there was like a secret u.s military operation that there was this top secret weapon called the love gun uh as far as i know that's what it's about yeah, this, and, the and CIA had a secret operation it. called Love Gun, where they gave uh, homeless men LSD. <laughs> <laughs> James, were you going to um, – you, you mentioned groupies before, sort of offhanded, but do you know – like mm. Gene Simmons claims to have slept with 5,000 women, and do you know the story that he oh. – I'm definitely getting to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. how is he an evil man? I'm dying to know. I know, I know. It's mostly been. Uh, we're almost at he, what, where he, he started. He's to get a, a bit demon, scum. Chris. He chose <laughs> demon. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. Exhibit A. Yeah. Well, you're let right. me finish the kiss stuff, and then I'll get into some more okay. personal genes. Sorry, stuff. didn't mean to jump. Um, mm-hmm. No, not at all. So, Kiss got really famous for crazy live shows. Gene Simmons would spit blood, which was actually eggs, yogurt, red food coloring, and maple syrup. <laughs> All it mixed wasn't together. actually blood. I'm disappointed. <laughs> no. Another, and a little Canadian nod there with the maple syrup. The demon spitting um, eggs onto the audience. Yes. <laughs> 
and maple syrup he got from his first gig in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the airport. Uh, you know Kiss. where Gene, you know where Gene Simmons got his craziness from? I found out where his family. It's in his genes. Oh, fuck. so basically, Kiss. You know, they're still not a big hit. The record label's in trouble. It's all at risk of falling apart before they. The whole got record anywhere. label is going to fall apart because they <laughs> yes. suck. Yes, basically. <laughs> wow, they it's like a, a movie. The, oh, you guys need a hit. The they record badly label needed a hit. The head of the record label was calling his mother and saying, "Tonight's the night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they badly needed a hit so uh and they got it with a live double album from 1975 called alive that album has the version of rock and roll all night that you hear yeah um and they that that was their breakthrough they became a big band from that point on top of the billboard charts platinum albums etc etc and the agent was helped them too because he said they had to change the name from I genuinely want to rock and roll all night. They said, take out the genuinely part. Like, we already assumed that. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Right. Anyways. No, yeah. you're right. Um, so, while Paul Stanley was the lead performer, Simmons was the business guy. He was the driving force behind what became an extensive Kiss merchandising franchise. Now, this isn't necessarily evil, but maybe it's like kind of gross, depending on your point of view. But Kiss licensed a lot of merchandise they licensed the kiss name to more than three thousand product categories from lunch boxes to comic books to credit cards to condoms uh from 77 to 79 worldwide merchandise sales were a hundred million dollars you know where gene simmons apparently got his extremely uh savvy business acumen go on from his family, it's in his genes. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Kiss have more pieces of merchandise and have generated more money from merchandise than any other artist in the history of music. Wow. Even Eminem, even, Eminem, even Weezer, uh, even Four Non Blondes. That's crazy. Well, I joined Gene- the Four Non Blondes army and I had a Four Non Blondes <laughs> yeah. lunchbox and everything. <laughs> Gene didn't give a shit that his if his fans thought it was kind of <laughs> bad or that he sold out. In, uh, in his book, Sex, Money, Kiss, he said, I think it's cool to see my face on a lunchbox. It's fun. I'm doing this for me. You don't have to buy one. Oh, um, man, that's true. I mean, this is a guy. That was, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. I, I, that's like the one thing I didn't have to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. They sell a kiss. He, there was a kiss branded coffin as well. I've seen yeah. Michael. That you took the words out of my mouth. Oh my god! There was a kiss branded coffin, and on the Howard Stern show, Gene said, "Quote: This is the ultimate kiss collectible. I love living, but this makes the alternative look pretty damn good." <laughs> oh my god! Pretty cool. Um, and do you guys know who was buried in a kiss coffin? Osama bin Laden. Uh, <laughs> um, close Barbara Walters what no no um, no Pantera guitarist Dimebag Daryl oh, oh sure they can't have sold many of Aww. those but, but yeah they sold enough I'm sure <laughs> maybe he should have been buried in a Pantera coffin 
No, it's like wearing your own band's T-shirt on stage. You, you yeah, I cringe. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, getting to his personal life, um, Gene Simmons lives in L.A., California, uh, with his wife Shannon Tweed, who's a Woo! Canadian actress and Playboy playmate. Chris Wu, indeed. Uh, remember, uh, I remember, I remember Shannon Tweed very well from uh, Cinemax type movies from the mm. 1990s. Um, from Newfoundland. Uh, Shannon. Um, I remember a few years ago uh, they were in Saskatchewan. They were in Saskatoon and they uh, Shannon Tweed uh, dropped the puck of the Saskatoon Blades game and it was, for some reason it was the, the day they did a promotional night where the team wore like they had made a special version of the uniform that looked like jeans and jean jackets. <laughs> Wait, just coincidentally? Wow. Yeah, it was just happened to be on Jean's night. <laughs> oh Maybe because God. of Gene Simmons. Yo, hey, I thought hey, because you... hey, wait, no, no, wait, Chris. Do you know why he, he his whole family liked to drop pucks <laughs> at hockey games? You'd say it. In his jeans. Yes. Can I say one thing about Shannon Tweed uh, dropping the please. puck at the hockey game? Oh, please. Definitely. The uh, at the Saskatoon Rebel Dogs hockey game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was hoping that you're going to say that the team designed their uh, their hockey costumes <laughs> to look like lingerie in honor of Shannon Tweed's <laughs> late '80s, early '90s movies, <laughs> like just black silk undies and garter belts. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about some of Shannon Tweed's movies from that era, because I would be mm-hmm. so excited to see them because I thought they were like going to be way more dirty than they were. Yeah. There's there's long makeout sessions and stuff in them, but yeah. she's always fully wearing like lingerie. I think, or the yeah. ones I've seen. So the guy's like rubbing his hands all over her in like full on underwear and bras and nighties all the time, and I'm always just sitting there being like. Okay. <laughs> 14-year-old Chris. They they Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed, I just looked this up. I you said they were married and I was like they're not married. Oh no, sorry. They've been together since 83, but they didn't get married until like 28 years later. Yeah, yeah. I just looked it up. That's amazing. They Whoa. had they had kids. They lived a long life <laughs> together and then they're like, "Let's get married at 60." Yeah, it's true. And you think at that point you either just decide you don't want to get married or... Because I, uh, I used to watch his TV show, Gene Simmons Family Jewels. I've never seen it. Oh, it's great. Uh, the theme song goes, it's a Gene Simmons Family Jewels. When God <laughs> made me, he broke all the rules. <laughs> but it he's was... still saying that God made him. Yeah, I don't know if I got the lyrics all the way right, but uh, he... It, and it's it hap- it was like right after the Osbournes came out, yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, I just remember him like talking about how he was happily unmarried. He was like, uh, and he uh, like he would say that he was not monogamous with her. Whoa. He must not have been because if he squeezed in five thousand other women outside <laughs> but- of eighty three to twenty eleven, I'd be shocked. He was Polly. He's Polly. He's Polly. He's proud. And yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if Shannon was having sex with other men too, or if he he just thought he could. She wasn't. She told me that she wasn't. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she told me I was her second. 
<laughs> she told me she would love to, but she couldn't. He, she said, I shan't have sex with you, Chris, because of my husband. He's Jean. in my genes. <laughs> so he he met Shannon Tweed in 1982, but he's yeah, has, he claims he's slept with 5,000 women. There's a that's right rumor that he has he took a Polaroid with like every woman or groupie he slept with. Yes, Simmons. Uh, yes, he's he's boasted he's he's uh, had sex with about five thousand women, and he claims he has a Polaroid picture of each liaison, including the hotel key where it took place. And strangely, it's but, not each Polaroid uh, isn't of the woman; it's of his own asshole. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. So, is the Polaroid of the hotel key as well, or does he keep the yes. hotel key? Oh, I mean, okay. that is. I mean. It's all absolutely disgusting and ridiculous, but a hotel key too? What is I, I that? I always love that he like I I'll only do it in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you dare try to like we're not going to do it in a castle. I need to see the key of it. It, it feels OCD. Mm. A woman might be like, "Let's do it right here in my bedroom." And he's like, "Look, I'm do I do this thing. <laughs> Could we just get a hotel? Could you put up some Look. bad art so it looks like we're in a hotel?" <laughs> Look, I'm going to have sex with you no matter what, but I have OCD. <laughs> Just like a demon, a real demon. <laughs> An OC demon. I, I knew that he had been linked to like he had dated <clears throat> Cher for a bit, I guess in the 70s, but I didn't know. Yes. He also had like uh, relationships with Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. But the one that surprises me is Liza Minnelli. Mm. Mike, yes. Rumored to. Oh, because he, he helped her with an album, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's rumors that while on, you know, in the studio, maybe they got freaky, perhaps in a hotel. If you say Liza Minnelli fast, the name sounds like an automata, onomatopoeia for a long tongue doing its business. <laughs> Liza Minnelli. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Seven inches. Anyways, of, of his picture tongue. share. And now picture Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me not to have sex with Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's going to have sex with Gene Simmons, it's me, not you. <laughs> Don't I'm, tell me not to do wild things to Gene's tongue. <laughs> I'm looking at his uh, profile on whosdatedwho.com. Uh, oh. uh, he, he's linked to uh, everyone you mentioned, as well as Katie Seagal, Peg yes. Bundy. No. And no. get this. Katie Seagal that hurts was me. Katie Seagal was 18 and a waitress, and she oh. met him like serving his table. Then I feel okay. She was, yeah. But Chris, <laughs> we've talked about this. We're both big Katie Seagal guys. Oh yeah. Peggy Bundy, perfect woman. <laughs> Damn. Al Al had absolutely no idea how fortunate he was <laughs> genuinely al bundy should be on evil men just for his taking peggy bunny for granted what is wrong with you you have a beautiful wife she seems nice enough she wears cheetah p- print pants huge bouffant she, she red wants hair. to have sex with you and you're disgusted by it yeah that's i never even as a therapy, kid i never al. got that she's like al and he's like no it's like <laughs> are you fucking stupid dude this is what every dude wants yeah, everyone wants <laughs> to have sex with Steven Seagal. I mean, Katie Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, let's have Al Bundy on just for that. We'll maybe, a, maybe maybe a bonus episode. Was Al Bundy suffering from erectile dysfunction? Is that what was happening? Mm. It was pre Viagra, right? Pre Viagra, but Al, yeah. But Al will get turned on by other ladies. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys find a little pre Viagra comes out? Sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> That's just pre Viagra. <laughs> It must have been amazing if you were a guy who the erectile dysfunction just kicked in and you're going, fuck. And then like a month later, Viagra comes out. Ooh, that'd be awesome. That'd be a thrill. I think, James, you've got yeah. a movie idea on your hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy who had a bad month. <laughs> Sounds like the next Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, and, and he uh, has. I'm curious. Oh, sorry. Mm. One day I'm going to take a Viagra. I'm curious. I know. I've. I've uh, here's what I would like to do. I don't I, think I'm allowed to. I have high blood pressure. Oh man! And you're horny as hell. I'm horny. You as know what F. I'm curious about? I'm curious mm. about Magnum condoms. Giant condoms. Oh, yeah. here we do, go. Do you, you want to try one out? Well, I. But I don't want to buy a whole pack. Do you guys want to go have these? <laughs> I'm in. Uh, sure. Yeah. We could do here's it. The thing. Is it is some kind of kite. Yeah, I I I hate to say it to all my lovely listeners out there, but I already know that I don't need one. <laughs> oh, that's not true, Chris. And I'm okay with that. Well, that's because you had a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they took six inches off, so now it's only six <laughs> inches, baby. <laughs> yeah, a vasectomy, yeah. a lot of people don't know the listeners out there, but a man getting a vasectomy, it just means that their huge dong is just cut down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to, to the length that can't get someone pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Too short to get you pregnant, babe. <laughs> so, yeah, don't worry. I can't get you pregnant. Dick's too short, eh? <laughs> Gene Simmons might need a magnum for, uh, for his tongue. Apparently, it's seven inches long. Is an unusually That's disgusting, unusually but large. Like, where tongue. do you start measuring your tongue? Like, I don't know where my tongue starts. That's not That's true, Dan. Yeah, That's the thing. It starts in your stomach. Let's see your. <laughs> <laughs> let's see your guys' tongues. What the hell? Mike has a tiny tongue. Well, it's because it was. Uh, I was born oh, no, with it's... a tongue defect, and they had to cut part of it. Wait, is that true? Yeah, I had like it, a, that is true, isn't I it? Had like an extra flap. So when of... you go down on. Okay. Women, does some <laughs> of your mouth go into their vagina? On a group of women? Um, <laughs> yeah, when you go down on your harem at the end of the day. Yeah, that's how I end every day. Um, no, I actually have no complaints about the way my tongue performs uh, in high-pressure situations. So. <laughs> oh, Mike, give me a high-pressure situation. <laughs> but imagine having a seven-inch beast in your mouth. No, I don't like that. Do women, I wonder if women or men who are, who are attracted to men like a, a man with a big, thick, giant tongue. I don't know. I bet it helps, you know. Yeah. I, I, it's not something I would like. I'm not, I've never known men to be self-conscious about it one way or the other. But, uh, you know, it, I'm sure it has its advantages. It's not something I'd be seeking out in a woman, I'll tell you that. Well, and Gene also- Gene Simmons with his long seven-inch tongue- must have felt lonely. The only other person he could talk to was that wolf from those cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> also, a woman might like the length of his tongue, but then the next thing she 
probably wouldn't like is when he starts spitting eggs and syrup uh, at her <laughs> in her. You know what I mean? Maple syrup. Yeah. And- <laughs> Sorry, I got some theater blood in you, babe. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, a brief thing about his politics. They're pretty benign. Uh, he, he did support the uh, invasion of Iraq. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he um he did say that artists refusing to perform in Israel for political reasons are stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. He endorsed well, Mitt Romney because he America loves should... Israel. That's where he found all that fruit. <laughs> That's right. That's true. That's true. Um, he he was against Trump though it seems, and he called people who refused to get the COVID vaccine an enemy and evil. He, he did describe Islam as a vile culture and then later clarified that he meant Muslim extremists. But okay. you know, guys all over the little place. suspect. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And so, every, um, but the whole hmm. world was for all of these pronouncements, uh, announcements, he, all, the whole world was standing there with their pens and notepads waiting to hear what he thought. Was he, yeah, exactly. he was against <laughs> Trump, but was he on The Apprentice? Oh, I don't know. And I don't even know for sure if he was against Trump. I just read he made some major criticisms of him. When he criticized Islam, was he in full kiss makeup? <laughs> um, he, uh, he was on The Celebrity Apprentice. He was fired yeah. in the third episode. Oh, Damn. No. And uh, uh, who was the winner? Uh, who did he ultimately God, lose Trump to? and Gene Simmons in the same room. Oh, my God. A nightmare. Uh I can't find it. The Wikipedia uh, for Celebrity Apprentice is so, uh, like, there's these Gantt charts and graphs, and I just, like, it's so (laughs) color-coded, I can't figure out who won. Oh, no. Bloody hell. Well, while you're looking, um, probably, I I think... Oh, uh, Piers Morgan. Oh, go ahead. Piers Morgan. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, that was that good guy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's who Graham Clark did when he was on Evil Man. Bizarre. So I think that... mm. uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm sorry. I actually remember that season and I didn't... I hate reality shows, but I saw some of that season. But the weird thing is, is we've learned that Gene Simmons has this... Basically, Kiss wouldn't exist if it wasn't for his business hustle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be nearly... As famous or, or rich, for sure. He yeah. was like a pure all business dude. Um, and in terms of like being a shithead, I think it, it feels to me that the most other than the like he's a misogynist, the NPR interview he did with Terry Gross uh, mm-hmm. in 2002 was probably the biggest. It was very uh, gross. <laughs> it was extremely gross. Um, that was like if you haven't listened to the gene simmons terry gross interview you should it's really brutal he sounds like such a jackass um there's all sorts of like little examples uh from the interview he's very condescending right off the yeah yes right off the top you know she introduced him by his hebrew name and he said the name came out through a gentile mouth so it didn't quite have the flavor it came out bland but Terry Gross is Jewish. How did, like, how did Gene Simmons not idiot. know that Terry Gross is Jewish? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, maybe <clears throat> unlike you, Michael, he doesn't have a big list of who's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should. <laughs> it, it serves me quite um, well, Dave. <laughs> I, I've got three <clears throat> Adam Sandler Hanukkah songs, and that's it. That's my only clue. <laughs> um. 
Simmons was so obnoxious in the whole interview. Talking about his studded codpiece, he said, it holds in my manhood. Otherwise, it would be too much for you to take. You'd have to put the book down and confront life. The notion is that if you want to welcome me with open arms, I'm afraid you're going to have to welcome me with open legs. You know, Terry Gross it really has a librarian vibe in a nice, kind, sweet way. She didn't deserve this stupid shit. Yeah. No. Uh, boy, who would? Who would? And uh, Jean went on to say, women, their sisters, their moms, they seem to want to express their adoration and fan worship. Or perhaps they want to see if my oral appendage actually does have a spin and dry cycle and whether or not it has the ability to whip up a good froth. Ladies, dry cycle. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd metaphor. Ladies, I'm here to tell you that it does. So yeah. for whatever reason they deem me worthy of their companionship, I'm more than glad to oblige. This tongue can dry you out like nobody's business. He sounds like an appliance salesman. Literally, yeah. yeah, this tongue could literally clean your clothes. <laughs> and if you don't like this tongue in 30 days, you could take it back and... <laughs> Um, you have to clean the lint out of my tongue every <laughs> every time. Yeah, and don't overload it, or certain things won't dry. You get the metaphor now, Terry. <laughs> you have um, to uh, you have to actually scrub the peanut butter off of my tongue first before putting my tongue in the oh, whatever. <laughs> Rinse my tongue in the sink for a bit first before ah oh, whatever. He also revealed. I didn't get I would the s- metaphor. Yeah, he also he also revealed. I would say a very you know misogynistic attitude. Terry Gross asked him about it, the claim that he slept with forty six hundred women, and he went on this diatribe about why he's wired to be promiscuous. He said, "I can only spell it in three letters: M A N. All men are dogs. If we were if we were monogamous within one or two generations, we would all be cross eyed. And I'm going to self censor this." We would all be cross-eyed and are tarded. Oh, he said that to Terry you. Gross. <laughs> he did. Also, uh, usually people just say R word. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, you're right. I should have said R word. No, no offense to anyone out there. Are tarded. No, I, I was doing my best. Is everybody. the word. <laughs> I guess you're right. It's just, t- just a shade different. Uh, my apologies to everyone. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I agree necessarily that uh, we would become inbred if we didn't uh, have sex with 4,600 people. Explain your position. Well, I mean, I feel like if you just if you just go out of your family pool, you're pretty Mm. safe, and your kids not always that easy to do. His penis must be just like it must look like a jet that's crashed in a field. Like it must be so wrecked. It must have. He must like, have had, okay, Michael. Like yours looks so great. <laughs> Hear me out, Dave. You've already seen that little tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but he must have had every disease under the damn sun if he's actually had uh, he must that much have. sex. But I don't and, know. But you gotta think. And also, Jesus like, Christ. have you like Polaroid film? I guess it's not cheap. Like that's forty six hundred mm-hmm. Polaroids. Yeah. Or at least transition into the digital age. Yeah, get get a get a storage alone. Get a Motorola Razor. Polaroids. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) He um. 
you know, and he also was creepy to Terry Gross. He says, I'd like to think that the boring lady who's talking to me now is a lot sexier and more interesting than the one who's doing NPR. I bet you're a lot of fun at a party. God. He's, uh, he brought the wrong energy to the NPR studio, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. It's not NPR at all. Um, so just a couple more notes here of a couple shitty or creepy things that uh, Gene did. Um, in 2018, he settled a sexual assault lawsuit with an unnamed radio personality of a, uh, who accused him of touching her inappropriately. She said that he touched her and turned standard interview questions into sexual innuendos i mean can't yeah we, say that's we know too hard to believe yeah oh it was the a woman um, it wasn't it wasn't a male radio it wasn't uh, gary the artard from uh, the howard stern no, show or baba booey or any of those guys <laughs> okay in uh, in 2019 ace freely stated that gene simmons attempted to grope his wife and and ace freely called gene simmons an asshole and a sex addict that sounds like boss. it he does sound like it. It's hard. Even Gene probably would admit that. Um, now there is a Gene Simmons sex tape. Yeah. Because we have we have a big guest, Dave Shimka. I did for the good of the podcast. I did watch the sex tape. Does he keep his T-shirt on during it? Yes. Oh, I mean, it was only uh, the, the clip I saw was only about five minutes, but he did have his T-shirt on the whole time. Five minutes is actually why. a really long time, so I think five minutes is just fine. <laughs> like, um, it the the I will give my review. Uh, you know, one and a half stars. It wasn't a very good tape. Nothing to write home about. They do. I wrote down they do three positions. Mm-hmm. T-shirt the whole time compared to the Hulk what, Hogan uh, who, tape. Which is better? Do you think? Oh. Hogan? Okay. At least Hogan has the intrigue of uh, Bubba <laughs> the Love Sponge meal. coming in. Yeah, he's full of pasta. <laughs> and, and the pasta. What, I mean, the uh, Gene Simmons one. What is, who's the partner in the Gene Simmons one? I did not recognize the Yeah, lady. that's what I was going to oh. say. Like, when a sex tape leaks, and I know that this podcast has <clears> a bias <throat> now where it's four uh, hetero dudes, mm-hmm. but like, even, okay, so. Especially Dave. Especially Dave. I'm actually, hetero. I'm I'm three hetero dudes right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, out to the other listeners, objectively, I would genuinely like to know, even like females, hetero females, like who is looking for like a, an old male celeb sex tape? I know, Dave, I see you Googling there. Do you see any info of how this was leaked or who leaked it? I mean, I, I, like I, nobody's I, asking for it. I bet he leaked I it himself. Agree. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the 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 partner, Tracy Anna Koval, uh, signed away her rights to the sex tape in two thousand three. Um, but that but was what I'm saying years is ago, like, I can't imagine what it's like having sex with him now. For a Gene Simmons sex tape to get out there, <clears throat> it's not for eroticness. It's for no. humiliation. Okay. Oh yeah. Can I so, give you that's a, what I'm getting. Teens, teens aren't googling this video and wanking off. I, I'll no, tell you that right now. But, <laughs> so uh, since this tape was released, uh, she tells Hustler magazine, "This is uh, Tracy Anna Koval, the partner in the sex tape. I'm the victim. I didn't try to capitalize on the situation. I've lost longtime friends like Michael Bay and Crispin Glover. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Michael Bay drops." 
And she also name drops. I was a, I was one of Ja Rule's houses in Southern California, just chilling with him and his friends. And he freaked out about the Gene Simmons tape and kicked me out of the house. Oh boy! Ja I had to Rule? go to months of therapy because of it. And my therapist is Billy Crystal as a therapist from the, the analyze that. Analyze that. That's awful, she's, though. Imagine yeah, she's, imagine ruining your relationship with Michael Bay. That's just. Or Ja Rule. You can never enjoy a Transformers movie <laughs> as long as you live. Why was Ja Rule mad? I don't know. How dare you? How dare you be in that tape? Gene Simmons is a saint. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, right. there. As uh, Dave mentioned, he had an A&E show, Simmons Family Values. It ran for six years and had 160 episodes. Family Jesus. Jewels. Gene Simmons Family Jewels. Oh. It's a I reference to his uh, genitals. Um, and uh, the only part I really remember is his son uh, played music uh, and his son was starting a band. And Gene Simmons came to one of the rehearsals and just like no one asked him for any advice. But he started handing out advice and he said, you know what name no one has ever had for a band before? Engine. <laughs> Engine. Just the you guy. Know who's that like, man sucks. The guy who's just like every one of my ideas is good. Like <laughs> what? Whatever your favorite band is, you know, if they had been named Engine, they would have sucked. Mm. Yeah. No question. Imagine Nirvana was called Engine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different world right now. Yeah. Def Leppard uh, would be the president. <laughs> uh, last little Gene note I have here. Uh, these days, Gene is a major investor in a Canadian cannabis company. Okay. And uh, he started a restaurant franchise called Rockin' Brews. Yeah. Not a great pun that is I can, can tell. Is the cannabis one called Canna Kiss? No, but <laughs> that's much better than whatever but it I is. Think he's, he's he doesn't uh, do any drinks or drugs, so I think. Oh, he's, I forgot to mention that. I missed that. Yeah, capitalizing he, um, on what he doesn't. He's he's putting his mouth where his money isn't. That's right. I forgot to mention that he does. He's he claims he's never been drunk and like he doesn't <laughs> drink or do drugs at all. Um, he uh, also owned briefly an arena football league to- uh, team called LA Kiss the that LA folded. Kiss. Yeah. And uh, his net worth is estimated at $400 million. That's a lot of dough. Are you telling me that Gene Simmons would party all night, rock and roll all night, and party every day? um, Sober? Sober? Diet Pepsi, yes. (laughs) Diet Pepsi with a lemon squeezy? (laughs) Yeah. Club soda. Chips. Yeah. (laughs) So... uh, Want to eat chips all night <laughs> next to my friends? <laughs> that sucks. All that, that, all that those, sucks. And then think about all those sexual trysts. None of them he's drunk at all. Makes I mean, even exactly. That's actually very creepy. And yeah. also, that actually bumps him up on the evilometer, in my opinion. And also, I assume the, the women are drunk. <laughs> yeah, no. that is, oh my God. This totally changes things. The sober aspect really puts a stank mm-hmm. on it. And no offense to anybody who is sober in their lives, but we got this guy acting like Party Animal 3000. Yeah, you can't be a saying? demon. Huge detail. You can't be a demon a and not even have a damn clothing. light beer. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's well, like um, having a demon without having any horns on your yeah. head. I was just going to say two really quick rapid fire things before we we end Gene Simmons. Uh, he here's the thing I consider to be bad. He discovered the band Van Halen, uh, so okay. we we can thank him for Van Halen. He helped them record their first demos and get their foot in the door. Um, and this isn't a judgment on his character, or maybe it is, but I googled Gene Simmons. Uh, and one of the, the most recent articles about him from September 2022 came up. And the headline is, Gene Simmons, I don't have friends. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike, uh, would you do us a favor and introduce the evil Come on out there. Oh, look at him. He's got uh, demon makeup and a big, long, floppy Aww. seven-inch tongue coming out of his Oh, look at the slot. tongue. And uh, oh, he's got a Polaroid <laughs> camera there. And oh, there's a pic of him with a lady. <laughs> oh, evilometer. Um, and so he's sober. Can, yeah, he's <laughs> breathe his breath. It's very clean. Um, I guess, Chris, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm just going to go two. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I guess I sort of don't believe his claims of how many women he's how much women he slept with um mm. but i'm sure it's still a lot but the creepiness of being sober and probably taking advantage of wasted groupies for decades mm-hmm. and also mm. the misogyny that we do know of him it's like fuck this guy sucks I I totally uh I totally agree. And but I don't like, think anybody's life is in danger per se. No, you can't give him super high because yeah, he didn't kill anybody, but I totally agree. And even if the 4600 number is right, it's gross that he knows that. Like Yeah. He clearly is meticulous about counting it, you know. That's worth so, it too, for sure. Yeah, and that you know what? That's exactly what I was honestly going to give him. Honestly, I was thinking 2.0, so exactly the same as you. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Michael, what would you give Gene? What do I give Gene on the evilometer? Um, I'll give him a. Uh, now this is he. I'm gonna give him a high mark just because I hate Kiss's music so much. I'm gonna give him a nine point three. <laughs> oh, Mike, you make a mockery of the evilometer. I don't like Kiss. Um, <laughs> think they suck so bad and don't. Okay. Even ironically, I don't think they're good. Um, at all. And um, what if what if we're in a trial someday and you're forced to defend your evilometer scores? Oh, I'll I'll defend this to the damn grave. Their best song to me <laughs> that day is, is coming. <laughs> yeah. Their best song to me is their disco sellout song. I was made for loving you, um, and uh, that's that's all I can say about Kiss. All right, uh, Dave. Um, you know the evilometer. Ten is the worst. One is <laughs> the least bad. Chris and I gave Gene a two. Mike mm-hmm. gave him like a nine point something. Well, um, he does seem like a guy who just says a lot of dumb stuff. I'm not sure. I don't know if he believes half of the things he says. Um, he had, oh, he had, I f- couldn't, I'm trying to find it, but it, he, uh, he had some like suicide comments that made people upset. He, t- he told, I think he told someone to kill himself. <laughs> I'm very gross. <laughs> um but uh and then he, he has he's had some feuds as well mm-hmm. uh but that's just uh i think that's all talk he seems he calls himself a demon seems like a bit of an angel i'm oh. gonna give him 
0.5. Wow, wow. I like that score. That might be the lowest score anyone's given anyone. Yeah. So the misogyny and the being sober while having sex with all these groupies <laughs> doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, maybe I maybe no, it's, I, for maybe I, on your idea of the spectrum, the zero point five is. But I do think that, um, like, well, this is a conclusion we jumped to about the sober sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's immoral that's to true. have sober sex. He wears a wig. But it is. That's that's evil, isn't it? Because he's not being honest with the public. <laughs> I guess so. That's pretty evil. Uh, right, I like, couldn't prove the sober sex conundrum in a court of law. The misogyny, yeah, that's bad. Um, but it, yeah, it's bad to say it. I, I'm, I don't think in his whole heart of hearts he believes that. I think he's trying to sell a rock star idea, but it's not good. Uh, so yeah, you're at nine point five. Wow, that's uh, the biggest well, swing in Evil Man history. That was Look, a huge swing. I guess. Uh, I'm, what can I say? I'm I'm a pushover. Yeah, Dave, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, um, listeners, if you if you don't listen to Stop Pad- Podcasting Yourself, you should. It's hilarious. Dave and Graham are masters, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, we're truly the masters of the form. We um, oh, we have a yeah. Uh, we've mastered it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to put out there, Dave? Uh, no, I just want to, like, hey, I just want everyone to be kind to each other. Wow. Mm. Pure class. Okay. Amen. Perfect way to wrap up another great episode of... has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 